answers in front of you, just kind of yell them out in a more or less sensible and somewhat orderly kind of way, if we can do that. Um, let's go, because what I want to do over here is I want to have a look at what, what are some characteristics of good shepherds, I don't know if you can read this, what are some characteristics of bad shepherds, and what are the things that are typically um, shepherding teenagers, because you guys are mainly teenagers. Right, so um, what, what's some stuff in one of these columns here, what, some good shepherd kind of stuff? Some good shepherding kind of things that good shepherds do. Hello? Oh, it's going to be a long night, isn't it? Okay, did anyone get anything? Just If you've got anything down there, just... Okay, they look for lost sheep. Okay, what else have we got there? Hey? Leads, that's right. Okay, anything else? Guides. Yeah. Okay, so basically there's things like food and safety and that kind of stuff. And the bad shepherds, what do they do or not do? They lie. They do lie. They let them wonder. How do I do that? W-A. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me, I want to explain something about shepherds in the old days. And if, if you're talking, I'd kind of just be polite if you weren't, because it's my turn to chat. Um, shepherding these days and in Bible times is completely different, because these days, if you want to move sheep, what you do is you get behind them and you yell at them and they run away from you. You scare them to wherever you wanted them to go. But in, in olden days, it's the opposite. And it's still like that, actually, in, uh, in the Middle East and the countries around Israel, where shepherds actually stay with their sheep all the time. And the shepherds and the sheep get to know each other. So the, the shepherd would actually have names for all the sheep. I don't know what they are, Bob, Jeffrey. Um, most of them, I guess, are ewes, so it'd be like Roberta uh, rather than Bob. Uh, and the sheep would know the shepherd. So imagine all my sheep were here, and there were a whole lot of other people's sheep here. I'd simply say, my lot, come with me. And all the sheep would know my voice, and they would follow me. And it was my job to take them um, to pastures, because there wasn't grass everywhere. And it was my job to take them water because there wasn't water everywhere and it was my job to go and find anyone any of them have got lost uh, it's my job to if a wolf comes along basically to protect them from danger that's what a good shepherd did he did all those things uh, and he did it by leading rather than pushing away uh, and so leading is a really 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 important thing the bad shepherds uh, let their sheep wander they wouldn't they wouldn't worry them if they got mauled by by wolves um, in terms of shepherds being a picture for leaders, they'd often lie to them. Anything, that, anything that's good over here, the bad shepherds, shepherds didn't do, really. Okay, so, um, And we'll come back to what, what the shepherds are in your life in a minute. Uh, I'm going to pick out, in terms of number three, I'm just going to look at number three, and I've just wrote down a whole lot of uh, reasonably well-known people. Um, who do you think would be the worst two or three shepherds as in people that you trust, that you would follow, whose example you would follow, um, who are leading you to good things? Who would be the worst shepherds out of that list of rather well-known shepherds? Justin Bieber? Sonny Bill Williams. Who? Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the, yeah, the DJs from The Edge. I mean, they can be very funny, but they just talk about dodgy stuff the whole time. Senator Palpatine wasn't particularly trustworthy in the end either, for any of you geeks. Who's just, any Star Wars geeks here other than just me? Oh, you and me, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, three of us. Okay. All right. Okay, who would be the most trustworthy shepherds, as in people who have influenced us and who we would follow and who would lead us to good things? Donald Irvine would be one. Yeah, Daryl and Julie. Yeah, you've got it. Pretty good. Did, you, did anyone come up with their own two people, two really good shepherds? Yep. Graham Henry. Yep. Phil Goff and John Key. Mm. Who said Bob Geldof? Did you watch that movie last night on Sunday night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Bob Geldof would be a mixed bag, a very mixed bag. Okay, well, here's, here's one that I particularly want you to be thinking about because I am going to ask you to think, and I do apologize for that. But what are, in, in terms of teenagers, because, you know, you're all teenagers, right, or students or whatever it is you want to be known as, what are, the, what are the main things, the main influences in your life, whether you know it or not? Because a lot of the shepherds or influences you have in your life aren't always things where you go, oh, I really like that thing, or oh, I really like that person, I want to be just like them, I just want to follow them. A lot of the shepherds that you have in your life are actually a bit more um, under the radar than that. Okay, so what, what typically, and I am asking you to think, and it's a bit difficult, what typical are the, some of the main influences, whether good or bad, in your life right now? Or in the life of other teenagers? Let's not talk about you. Let's talk about other teenagers. Anything? Oh, somebody said something? Oh, media. Okay. Music. What else have we got? Just under media. What else would we have under media? Movies. Magazines. Somebody else said TV. Paper. There's ma one major one we're missing at this stage. Oh, radio. Another media. The internet. Okay. All right. Okay, what else? There's two or three, well, one or two other one, major ones. The boss, your boss. Okay, yep. Uh, I'll put family and friends. I'm going to put parents here for your family too, because um, even though your parents may not think it, and even though you may not think it, parents actually still have a massive influence in your life in your teenage years, according to all the statistics. Uh, and this this one here is huge, huge. It's it's not like um, as teenagers you go right. You know, my friends are the most important things in my life, and whatever they do, I do, and I want to be just like them. I don't know if any teenager actually ever says that to themselves, but as an independent observer looking on at teenagers, that is exactly what happens. Okay. And if you asked any other adults that, they would say the same thing. Um, and that this is a massive, massive thing, and, and a, a big shepherding influence in your life right now. Now, can we go to the next slide? Today I'm talking to you guys about um, the I am the good shepherd because Jesus makes these massive statements in the book of John. He says, I am this and I am that. I am the resurrection and the life. You only say that if you are, are either the resurrection and the life or if you're a complete nut job. And I actually believe that Jesus wasn't a complete nut job, that he was what he said he was. And so he said these incredible things about himself. I am the bread of life. Um, I am the resurrection. Today we're looking at uh, I am the good shepherd. And I just want to... I don't want to talk, well, maybe I do want to talk for long. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'll see how long it is before I get a yawn out of you. 
why Jesus is a great good shepherd. I believe that Jesus is a great good shepherd and I want to try and convince you guys that he's a great good shepherd. And, uh, and, also, and I just want to go through some reasons. So the um, next slide. Okay. And, uh, and in fact, probably most of you, I don't know, who got through to reading all those scriptures about shepherds? Who, which groups managed to do all of that? Okay, well, one of the, the last one, I think, was um, some verses in John chapter 10. And uh, we're going to look at five verses from John chapter 10, verse 10 through to 15. And the first of these verses says, uh, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they, as in sheep, may have life. And he's not actually talking about real sheep. Sheep's just a, a picture for people, right, people who follow him, so that they may have life, and they may have life to the full. Right. And Jesus is, one of the reasons why I think Jesus is a great good shepherd is because his intention for you, for every single one of you, is for you to have life to the full. And that doesn't, just, that doesn't mean like um, being able to eat anything you want, anytime you want, or having as much money as you want, and being able to buy everything you want. When he says life to the full, what he actually means, and this is a term that I, that I use often, but it really helps me to remember what Jesus wants for me. He wants for me to have deep, true forever joy and that's what he means by life to the full deep joy joy that's right not just kind of surface joy not like winning a rugby game kind of joy where you go yeehaw and then a week later you win the world cup and nobody's talking about it anymore okay not joy that kind of is really intense but doesn't last very long but a joy that's very deep and it goes forever and is based on something true and unmovable and what when he wants you and one of the reasons he's a good shepherd is he wants every single one of us to have deep true forever happiness purpose fulfillment peace unconditional love all that kind of stuff and um i can tell you now that the media doesn't care about you that much because i want to kind of compare jesus as a good shepherd against these other things that are shepherds in your life the media doesn't care about you that much what the hang is that oh that's my way of spelling boss um boz boz doesn't care about you well you know your boss might care about you all right your parents, hopefully they do. Hopefully they do. And your friends, maybe two or three of your friends care about you really, really deeply. But there's probably a whole lot of other people whose opinions matter to you that don't even think about you at all. all right, so I, I actually think Jesus is a better shepherd in terms of giving us life to the full compared to those things here. The next thing, next slide. Um, well, another reason why Jesus is a great good shepherd is because he knows you like no one else. Verse 14 says, I know, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. This is really weird, because if you, I worked on a sheep farm for a summer when I was about 16, uh, and it was a goat farm, I didn't know one sheep from the other. I mean, uh, the only way I could tell which sheep was, well, there's one sheep that had exactly the same haircut that I had at the time, and that was the only sheep that I actually knew. All right, I had the, um, I had like a curly mullet in those days, and, um, and it had exactly the same, it was brilliant. Uh, so we called that the Paul Milton mullet sheep. But other than that, I didn't know any other sheep, and I don't even know if, I know dairy farmers get to know their cows pretty well, but I don't know if sheep farmers get to know their sheep that well, other than by having a few numbers on their really cool earring things. Okay. But the Bible says, if you're a shepherd in those days, you might have had a hundred sheep, and you would know every single one. All right? And you'd be able to, as the sheep are walking past, you'd go, oh... Oh, Doris is missing. Where's Doris? Okay, you know, and you'd have to go and look for Doris. Jesus knows you really, really well. Even if you don't know him, he actually knows you, and he wants to know you. He knows everything about you. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head, the Bible says. 
Psalm 139 says that he knows everything you're going to say even before you say it, which is kind of weird. It's like, you know, sometimes I think, okay, God, do you know what I'm going to say next? And, uh, and he knows. Whatever, whatever the answer, he knows what I'm going to say. He knows us that much. The weird thing is that he knows all my ugly stuff because you've got ugly stuff that you don't want other people to know about, right? Thoughts that you have, maybe habits, whatever it is that you don't want people to know about. He knows all of my ugly stuff and he still wants to know me. Right, that's a pretty amazing thing. And then in verse 15, can you go to the next slide? <coughs> he knows you like no one else, yet he's still totally committed to you. Verse 14 and 15 go together. It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And so this is Jesus saying that and he's talking about God the Father and Jesus, who's God the Son and God the Father, have this incredible relationship. It's the strongest, most loving unbreakable, faithful, unchangeable friendship relationship, I don't know what you want to call it, is the strongest relationship that has ever existed. Has ever, ever existed. And what he's saying is that if, if Jesus knows you and you're one of his sheep, then you have that kind of strong, unbreakable relationship that God the Father and God the Son has. That's an incredible relationship to be part of. He knows everything about you, yet he still wants to have you in his life. He's not going to reject you for the ugly things and the ugly thoughts and the sin that you have in your life, which is really, really cool because when I compare that to these other shepherds you have in your life, I mean, the media, they don't care. They don't care as long as you're visiting Facebook at least seven times a week, you're fine. Right? Um, they're just, they don't care about you. The media just want to make money and report on things. Your boss may or may not care. You might have a wonderful family who knows you, right? And some of you don't have wonderful families. And it's a difficult thing to be part of. And your friends, you know, once I, I dropped a whole, a whole group of friends because they weren't cool enough for me. And I went on to a cooler group. See, sometimes friends can be as fickle and pathetic as me and what I was at your age. And, and, and I think, and in fact, I know this for sure, if you knew every single little thing about me, that you wouldn't respect me so much. For those of you who think I'm an okay guy, you, you wouldn't like me so much. Uh, you may not want to listen to the words I say so much if you knew every single thing about me. Right, and so I don't, I don't share everything with you guys because I want you to like me because if I, th I think that if I show you every bad part of my character, you guys will reject me. And that's typically how relationships work between people. But God's different. God knows everything about me, yet he's not going to reject me he continues to love me, and in fact, he, he's, he's died on the cross for all those ugly, sinful parts that you have in you. And that's why I think Jesus is a great good shepherd. And, you know, I've got some really good friends, and I've got a really good family, but Jesus is way better than them. Way better. Okay, and the last thing I want to look at is the kind of commitment that Jesus has towards us, and why he's a really good... Um, Shepherd. I'm just going to read through these verses. In verse 11 it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. The hired hand, so let's say I own some sheep and I'm going away for three days somewhere. And so I hire someone to look after my sheep for the three days. Basically, here's 300 bucks, look after my sheep, try and do a good job. All right. So that's a hired hand. He doesn't own the sheep, he doesn't know the sheep, he probably doesn't even like sheep. We'll find out. Okay, so 
The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he has a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And what's missing off the bottom of that, um, because it's just disappeared, is these verses here. I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay my life down for the sheep. So my hired hand over here, he's got 300 bucks, he's looking after my sheep and a wolf, big bad wolf comes around the corner. All right, and he has to, he's got a decision to make. Well, okay, if I look, stay and look after the sheep, I'm going to earn 300 bucks. Um, but I'm probably going to get ripped to shreds. Or I could go and not get my money, but not get ripped to shreds. And generally what a hired hand does is they go, <laughs> all right, Mr. Wolf, help yourself to the sheep. I'm out of here, okay? But if they were my sheep, and I knew the sheep, and I loved the sheep, I wouldn't run away. I'd be saying to Mr. Big Bad Wolf, come on, take me on. You've got to go through me before you get to my sheep. I might lose that. Battle? I probably would. I may not. Right. The point is, Jesus is a good shepherd. He's not a hired hand. And he'll do whatever it takes for you to have life to the full. To have a deep, true, forever happiness. And he's done whatever it took. He did actually lay down his life for you. Okay, because I mean, I mean, a lot of you guys know this, but for those of you who don't, I'm going to explain this as briefly as I can. God made you guys, and he made you to have a relationship with him. Deep, true, forever happiness actually only comes in relationship with the God who designed you. That's how he designed you. You know, we all really, really want to be known and loved. It's because God designed you to be known and loved by other people, but particularly by him. But we can't have that relationship with him if we have sin in our life. Sin separates us from God. So it's a problem. God desperately wants relationship with us. We need relationship with him, but we can't have it. And so what God did is he sent a good shepherd. His name is Jesus. And Jesus, on our behalf, lived a perfect life where he never sinned. And then at the end of it, he died and took the punishment for the stupid things and the sinful things that you and I do. Because he's a good shepherd. And he wants the best thing for you, and the best thing for you is a relationship with Jesus, is a relationship with God. And so Jesus took the punishment for your sin. He laid down his life, because he's a great shepherd, so that you could have what is the best thing for you, a relationship with God, and that you can know deep, true, forever happiness. And, I mean, you might have one or two friends who will lay down your life for you. That would be awesome. You might have family members who would do that. I know I'd do it for my kids, but that would save them for a little while, whereas when Jesus laid down his life for us, he saves us forever. Right? And these guys are just a waste of space. <laughs> right? The only time they really want to communicate with me is when I haven't been on Facebook for four days. You have seven notifications. It's the only time they ever really want to talk with me. Jesus is way better than any of that stuff, even though some of those things are really, really good. I'm going to tell you why I became a Christian. Some of you I became a Christian when I was 17 years old. It was 23 years ago. And I became a Christian in a very far corner of the tennis courts at Waimea College. I could show you the exact spot where my life changed. And I went from being uh, not a Christian to a Christian. Um, 
the main reason I became a Christian is because when I was 17, I had to make decisions about, I was in um, year 13 at Waimea College, about what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I had relationship issues, uh, and girls were confusing me, because girls are really confusing, eh, guys? Right, nod, you may nod. I, I was just really confused, and I, I, I came to the conclusion that I was not a good shepherd for my life. I didn't have the wisdom, I didn't have the knowledge, I didn't have the power. I just knew I didn't have any of that stuff to make good decisions and to be steered towards, the good, towards what God wanted for me or to, towards good things. By myself, I was pretty foolish. And I knew that I was foolish and I knew that God was a really, that Jesus was a really great good shepherd. Even though I couldn't be bothered with him, I knew all of, I grew up in a Christian family and I knew all about church and I knew all about God. I couldn't be bothered with him. And I got to this point thinking, man, I don't know anything. I don't know anything and I can't trust myself and I know I can trust God. I know he's a good shepherd. And I gave my life to Jesus in the corner of that tennis court. I just want to, you know, if you guys are Christians already, just want to just make a case like you've kind of forgotten about trusting God or you just put him to the side. He is a good shepherd, and, and you can trust him, and he will lead you to good things. If you're not a Christian, then here are your alternatives. These are the things that are going to shepherd your life, the media, bosses, family, and friends. And some of these are okay things, but they can only partially lead you to good things if they're good shepherds. And this stuff over here, that's going to destroy you in the end. If you listen to the values that come out of radio stations and movies, that, you know, just be the boss of your own life, do anything you want, have sex with as many people as you like, take drugs, get as drunk as you like, and it will destroy you. And those are the values that come out of this. Jesus is way better. He is way better. We're out of time. I'm going to pray. If you, if, if you want to ask questions or you want to think about making God the good shepherd in your life, then stick around, talk to your small group leader. I'm just going to be hanging around here for a few minutes. Um, but as soon as I'm finished praying, we're going to have supper, I think. Is that? Yeah, okay. Let's pray. If you're not into praying, that's totally cool, but I just ask that you'd respect those of us who are. Father God, thank you so much for Jesus. Jesus, you are a good shepherd, and sometimes even uh, in my old age, if I still choose to follow other shepherds, which is just stupid because you are good, you have proved yourself to be good and great and trustworthy. You have laid down your life for me, even though I have done things that you don't want me to be doing. You are a fantastic shepherd, and I pray for the Christian kids in this room right now, that they would understand that freshly and in their hearts, not just in their minds, but in their hearts. And I, I pray for any kids who don't know you, Lord, that they would see how much better you are compared to the other shepherds that they have in their lives right now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Thanks too for, um, for uh, the supper we're about to have. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, if you want to go and grab the supper ready-ish.